Yeah. I should have been a rapper. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna let y'all listen. I'm gonna let y'all listen. Or could you please lift the cushions on me? I said, you always did. Like at the heart, way since you was a kid. Yeah, okay. And it drops. Yeah. Woo! Ah! Yeah. Stay sick because I follow my guide. Okay. They say I was pushing my luck. Yeah. I'm gonna push me a mat all black truck. Okay, y'all, okay. Mills of Ergo here, you know how I do. I love this song, so we're gonna let it go a little bit longer. Just a little bit longer. Just a little bit longer. We're gonna bring it down now. We'll bring it right, right down, right, right down. What's up, everybody? What's up? It's been about a week or two, right? So that's my bad. My bad. 100%. Um, I have a jam-packed um, episode here. I think I have about three episodes that are going to be coming because I've got this episode, which basically picks up from last week when um, the Oscars came on. I've got an episode where I'm just going to review the Solange and 2 Chains album. And I have... Um, I have a, um, a separate episode. I'll just review Captain Marvel. Um, and I'll try to, to make the film and album reviews way more um, consistent, like on time. I'll try my hardest. Um, but I definitely sat with that Solange and that 2 Chains album for a minute because I really enjoy both of them. And to me, both of them kind of swung and missed, but not really. But I'll get into that in the next podcast. So I'm not even going to touch that right now. So. Um, Mills the Virgo here. Mills the Virgo here. This is Mills Speaks. So, uh, I'm getting later and later in, in the, um, show with saying that. So I'll probably have to try to do better with it. Um, but, um, you're listening to, uh, Miss Mariba. Um, she's a fantastic vocalist. She, um, that song, this song right here is called Black Truck. The song that you're about to hear in just a moment is called Heat Wave, and it's featuring um, another singer that I love. His name is Black. He spells his name 6-L-A-C-K, so it's not a typical Black. Um, and I, um, I discovered her off of his Instagram page because he has this song with her called Heat Wave that you, you guys will start to hear momentarily. Let's see if I can give you a moment to hear the intro. Here it is. This is one of my favorite songs, and she's just so dope. Her vocals are amazing.
Run, run, till your face is blue. Run, run. Run, run. All right, so I'm not gonna do too much with that. I will. Well, I take, I take that back. I'll let the beat drop it. I'll let the beat drop it. Okay. So these two songs will be looping the entire um, show this afternoon or evening or whenever you're listening. I will be looping these um, so that I have some stuff in the background. You know how I like to do. So. Um, if you have not heard of Mariba, she is fantastic. I recommend you go run to YouTube, okay? You probably don't have to run because it's probably right in your hand. But go to YouTube, type Mariba in, M-E-R-E-B-A. She's fantastic. She's got um, a full album. The album is actually called, I think it's called something like Through the Jungle. But give me a second, let me get that right because I don't want to be like, oh. Up. It's called The Jungle Is My Is The Only Way Out. The Jungle Is The Only Way Out. And I honestly believe that and feel that on like a hundred different levels. Um, because in my own personal life, it's been a bit of turmoil um, for the past several months. And <laughs> literally the only way to get past it was to go through it. it you know, you can't go around it. It's, it's kind of like, you know, if you, if you get stranded on an island... You don't want to go through the woods. You want to go around the, the coast. But then all of a sudden the coast drops out and now you have no options. So I um, I had to to do a bit of that in my life too. So I, I totally get that um, that title. I, I really like it. The album itself is really dope. I mean, she's got a, a solid what? She's got a solid 13 songs on here. This album is certainly the album... That everyone was expecting from Solange. Um, I am not like everyone else, so I did not have terrible things to say about the Solange album um, because I understood that it was an in- entire vibe. I think people who aren't familiar with Solange or the type of music that she does or the type of music that rules her, because that's really what it is it's, it's music rules you, you don't rule the music. And um, what that all ultimately means is is that your circumstance is what is ruling you to make the music that you're, you're making right now. So I am on board with her album um, because, and I, I was listening to someone else who had um, actually attended the album the, the, the film, the, the album release, it was a, it was like an album listening, album release, and then also on top of that, you get to, to watch the film, which I have yet to see. So, um, and they were saying that she, on the last album, A Seat at the Table, she had so much to say, but this time she had so much to feel. And I was like, I, I totally get that, because when you listen to the album, you don't get the words. The words are there, but the words are not the important part. The important part is how the shit makes you feel. And I think a lot of times people listen to music for something as opposed to allowing it to happen to you. You know what I mean? But, you know, that's just my two cents. I will go deeper on the Solange 2 Chains um, review uh, that you guys will probably listen to shortly. Um, Alright, so I had a whole bunch of shit. Um, So let's see. I've got... Uh, this is episode 8, so welcome if you, this is your first time listening. That's cool, and thank you. And if it's not, welcome back, and again, thank you. Um, 
So, um, just as a side note, I mean, this has nothing to do with what I have written on my pages. Um, I have felt the, the support and the love from friends and family and the, like, co-workers. You guys are so dope for listening to this podcast. I mean, a lot of you don't even know or didn't even know what a podcast was. Shit, I was in the same boat maybe three or four months ago. So, I get it. Um, and it's just the support has been really, really great. Um, I've got music up on multiple um, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm doing the most. Um, no, uh, that's Mariba, by the way. That song's called The One, if you heard that little snippet. Um, but no, um, at this point, um, got eight episodes, and a lot of people have really been been really good at, at helping and listening and giving me feedback and all of that kind of stuff. So I really, um, I really, really appreciate it. You guys have no idea. Um, so currently, all of my um, my podcast is currently on um, the following the following platforms, and I'll repeat this at the end as well, just to kind of leave it in your head. Um, the platforms are, of course, Podbean, where some of you probably are listening right now. I've got this podcast, Mill Speaks, is on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, Spreaker, and TuneIn. Um, I'm working on Apple, I'm working on iTunes, but I'm here to tell you, they've been very, very difficult about the album art. I mean, you would think that I am trying to put, um, you know some Illuminati Jesus on the cross upside down type stuff you would think that it was that crazy but I have no idea what the problem is I thought my dimensions were good the pixels okay listen I don't know what the hell the problem is so hopefully I resubmitted it um, a couple of days ago hopefully I get um, hopefully I get approved I don't know once I do of course I'll let everybody know I would really want to get on a lot of the different platforms simply because I want to make sure everybody can listen. You don't, you shouldn't have to just download Podbean, even though Podbean is dope and it's got all the podcasts in it already. Um, but I mean, there's tons of apps for that. You know, there's TuneIn, there's Podbean. You know, there's Google Podcasts. You know, the Spotify has it embedded. Title has it embedded, um, and of course, iTunes has it embedded. So. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just, I'm working, I'm working, 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 steadily trying to make sure that I can keep up, and I really want to, you know, I really want this to take off and be something dope, so that's what, that's the main goal, and again, like I said, thank you all. Alright, so I got that done out of the way, I'll probably never stop thanking you guys for, for supporting me. Um, okay, so, uh, episode 8, I've got, um... Oscars. The Oscars occurred. The Oscars occurred a couple of Sundays ago, and um, it was epic. I have I have notes on two and a half pages from the Oscars. It's really um, ridiculous. Okay, so um, I watched the Oscars this year from the very beginning to the very end, and it was mainly and you know a lot of my listeners, a lot of you are black, and some of you are not, and I just want to let you know that when we are represented. Um, in these areas like we were this year 
Um, and really, it comes down to last year because last year the films were amazing. Um, we had tons of opportunity. We had uh, starring roles, of course, supporting our roles, all of the stuff we were directing. We were um, costume designing. We were being cinematographers. We were being set designers. We were doing everything. And this year we actually got um, recognized and honored for being fucking great. So, so. I will start it off with what we've got here. So they they started the Oscars off right in my book. Okay, I told you guys in a couple of episodes, a couple of shows ago, that I had watched Bohemian Rhapsody, um, you know, the Queen biopic. All right, about my man Freddie Mercury and the whole crew. Okay, and they started that bitch out with uh, Queen being up there, and then they let Adam Lambert be the uh, the Freddie Mercury, you know, the singer. Um, obviously, Freddie Mercury passed away in the 90s, so he could not make it uh, to the Oscars a couple of nights ago. But, um, you know, he, uh, Adam Lambert was perfect for this, the, the best selection they could have made. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great selection on a hundred different levels because you've got the fact that he's gay. That's, that's the first check. Freddie Mercury was gay. Um, Adam Lambert's voice is out of control and I knew that when he was on American Idol now I will say that that was probably my last um, season really watching it and I don't even think I watched it that season I knew he'd win um, and I rooted for him and all but I I wasn't interested by the time he rode up on American Idol so it is what it is but um, he he has a huge voice just like Freddie Mercury did and um, you know, really cute kid, really cute kid, I mean, he's a grown man now, but he's a really cute guy, um, they performed We Will Rock You, and they performed We Are The Champions, now, you know, both songs are high up for me, okay, I would have appreciated straight up Bohemian Rhapsody, and maybe Someone To Love, I would have even appreciated another one, Bites The Dust, because listen, that song is so dope, the song's so dope still, um, but anyway, um, so that started, that definitely started the show. Um, and then they came through, they, they didn't have a host because, as you guys know, Kevin Hart um, was supposed to be the host. They really wanted him to host the, the uh, Oscars this year, but they said, okay, we want you to host it, we really want you to host it, but, you know, what we'd really like is if you could just apologize one more time for your gay jokes and your gay um, your homophobic, um, type, uh, tweets and all kind of things. And, <coughs> excuse me. And, um, Kevin Hart said he didn't think that it was necessary that he apologized again. Because he said that he had apologized already. Um, so, you know, I think this, this, this issue has been talked about, I think, for a long time now, um, well, since it's kind of happened, and then when, once it died down, obviously, it probably was dead, but, I mean, I, my opinion on the matter is this, and it's very simple, um, Kevin Hart, if you did apologize, and, and adequately apologize, because, you know, men are funny, Okay, I said I was hard, but did you though? But did you? How did? How you know what I'm saying? So I don't know that I ever saw, read, heard, uh, 
whatever the the apology i don't know that i ever saw that i never went looking for it either because i really don't care i mean i thought that his jokes were ridiculous i thought that his jokes were um what they were just jokes because i had watched kevin hart for years and it was on his seriously funny um episode if i'm not mistaken (laughs) where a comedy special where he was talking about his son being at the um being at the damn party and he thought he heard some kids shuffling i mean some adult shuffling cars playing space but it was just his son and another boy and the boy was hunching on his son and they had corduroys on and he was like stop i knocked them both down stop that's gay listen that's funny to me i'm sorry i'm not gonna get all bent out of shape about that um but then i'm not gay and that's not my my cross to bear so i i don't know shit i don't know what the beef is or well i guess i understand the beef but at the same time i don't i it doesn't affect me the way that it affects other people so i can't care about it as much as they do um so that's why kevin hart did not host because he said you know what i'd love to host the oscars that's a dream of mine but i will not be dicked around that's basically what this was about he will not be dicked around i apologize go find the apology be happy with the apology and then let me host the damn show okay so then Alright, so that's fine, you know, even Ellen tried to get him to come, could you just, could you just, you know, all this bullshit, and that, which I didn't think was necessary, but whatever. Um, so, so, because there was no host, they brought out my three faves from Saturday Night Live, they brought out Tina Fey, they brought out Amy Poehler, and, of course, my favorite, Minnie Ripperton's daughter, uh, Maya Rudolph, okay? Um, if you don't know about these women, then you you should go ahead and watch Saturday Night Live from maybe 2000, maybe 1999 to maybe 2004. Whenever Sarah Palin started tripping, um, they they had all been off the show a long time by then, I think. But in any case, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, and my root up are my faves. They do movies all the time together, um, as they should. As they should, um, and they're all—they have this comedic timing. They're really funny. The chemistry is amazing. So it was dope. They came out. They came out there. They did the little intro, and then they introduced the first award. And who wins the first award? Who wins the first award? Okay, focus, people. I just told you at the beginning of this thing why I even tuned in. Why did I tune in? What did Issa say when the young lady asked her on the red carpet a couple of years ago, who are you rooting for? What did Issa say? Issa said, and I quote, I am rooting for everyone black. End quote. Okay? So, uh, the very first person who wins an award for best supporting actress is the one, the motherfucking only, Regina King. She's the fucking best. If you don't know who Regina King is, you're out of your fucking mind, okay? If you don't know who Regina King is, I feel bad for you. I do. I do. If you don't know her by name, but you've seen her, because I'm pretty sure a lot of you have, and a lot of you probably have no idea what that name means, um, let's just run down, run down her wiki, okay? Alright, the first thing we saw Regina in was 227. And she played Brenda. And she was Mary and Lester's daughter. Only child. She had a boyfriend, Calvin. Okay. Um, and she she was just a teenager. She was a teenage kid in New York. And it was a great show. It was a fantastic show. She was always great. Um, and then as we got older, of course she got older. She was in Boys in the Hood. 
um, she was in higher learning, she was fantastic in, in higher learning, like, you guys just don't even get it, um, how great she was on higher learning, um, but that movie itself was very heavy, and obviously everyone who was in it probably had to push themselves spring, um, but no, for real, she was great in that, her and Ice Cube continued to make films together, <coughs> She's done tons of things. Enemy of the State is another film where she showed up and showed out. Okay? So, uh, this year, she won Best Supporting Actress, first time nominated, first time winning, um, for her role in If, uh, Beale, if Beale Street Could Talk, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's the name of the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, If Beale Street Could Talk. Yeah, okay. Just, well, let me just... Let's just, just double check here. Yeah, 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 I was right. If Beale Street could talk. Um, and I have yet to see this film, and I feel bad about that because I feel like I really should have seen this by now. Um, but I will on my trusty fire stick. Uh, I'll check it out. <clears throat> I'll report back. That's for one of my co-workers who says that all the time. She's hilarious. So, anywho, um... So yeah, she won that. She got up there. She had a phenomenal speech. I'm a big speech person. I think I talked about this on the last episode um, when I talked about the Grammys and how when you have that genuine um, feeling, emotion, surprise, and you do that speech, it's just everything to me. So, um, so she had a great speech. She she referenced her mom. She talked to her mom in the speech because she brought her mom uh, to the Oscars. It was fantastic. It was <clears throat> it was. Um, it was needed, and then on top of that, it was refreshing. Because what happened on this Oscar night was something that never happens on Oscar night. I, back when I used to watch award shows like MTV Movie Awards, Video Music Awards, and all the other award shows that used to come on, or still do come on, it used to be fairly easy to predict who was going to win. But then we got to a place where the people who should win aren't winning. And we're giving it to some random asses. Like, I remember one year, Eminem had, like, the best album ever. I can't even remember which one it was. This guy lost to fucking Steely Dan at the Grammy. Steely Dan? Who is that? Now, I know some of y'all might know who Steely Dan is. But I'm here to tell you, I had no idea who that guy was. Or band, or whatever it is. I had no idea. And I'm like, how the hell does Steely Dan beat out fucking Eminem? But whatever. 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 So, um... <laughs> So, um, she won, and I was very happy about that. Um, and as a side note, she did well with her speech, along with multiple people who came up there. But there's some people who came up there, and they, they, they acted like they didn't understand what was happening. I mean, listen, you get 30 to 60 seconds tops, okay? Wrap this motherfucker up, okay? I know you're excited. I get it. Take 15 seconds and get your shit together, and then cram that shit in the next 15 to 30, okay, so, you know, <clears throat> I just don't get it, I just don't get it, but it's all good, it's all good, you know, a lot of people got that music playing, um, on the end of their speech, um, a lot of people had their mics completely cut, okay, shout out to Drake, um, a lot of people just had no idea or any kind of, um, awareness of, you know, how long they were supposed to be up there, some people see the clock and know how long they have and say, don't you turn that music on me. I'm not going nowhere, right? Okay, fair enough, right? <laughs> um, so, after that happened, there was some more, um, 
some more folks came out, my favorites. I got tons of notes everywhere, so it's going to be extremely random. Um, Aquaman is so fine. I definitely wrote that down. So, Aquaman was there. He presented with somebody. I don't know who it was. It doesn't even matter, but that boy is fine. I mean, you really can't hurt him. He, I, We were at lunch one day, and we were pick, pulling up pictures of him just, you know, just to see know what he looked like before all of these things listen you can't hurt that boy that boy was young with no facial hair short hair looking like a boy bander okay listen he was sexy then all right the hair grew a little bit he got a little beard little five o'clock shadow he was sexy then okay fast forward all the way up to right now with all that wild mangled hair and that crazy beard he's sexy okay too sexy so where did it make them at hawaii i need to go there anywho um, the next award that I have written down here is, um, Best Costumes, um, and lots and lots of films were nominated for this, and I saw a lot of films that really should have won, but realistically, no other film should have won but Black Panther. So, Black Panther won for Best Costumes, uh, her name is Miss Ruth Carter. Miss Ruth Carter has been doing, um, has been costuming for at least 30 years. She has never been nominated for any type of Oscar. She's never won anything, of course. And she did, um, I think she, actually, I take that back. I think she might have been nominated for Amistad, and there was one more movie that she might have been nominated for, but she definitely didn't win. Uh, and she she's such a, a beauty when you when she came up on stage she's so regal in, in that she was one of those um, one of our elders that um, took care of herself number one but she she got money so you know but she's one of our elders she took care of herself um, she was she was classy she was clear and concise um, I loved everything about her and everything about the fact that she won um, so so shout out to that so then the next award comes up you know. You know, a few more came through, but you know, so the the costumes comes, and then all of a sudden the production set, production set design comes, right? And I'd be damned if Black Panther didn't win again. Miss Hannah uh, Beecher, or Beechler, I'm not sure, can't read my handwriting, so, you know. Uh, she is definitely the first black person nominated, and the first black person, of course, won, um, for production um, set design. Um, and if you did watch Black Panther, um, this would be no damn surprise. I mean, look at Wakanda. Look at, you know, my favorite, my favorite scene in the movie is when they have to go to M'Baku. And then they find out Black Panther's not dead. He's just in the snow, whatever, in a coma, I don't know. Um, so, um, but the... But, but that scene where they're walking up to M'Baku and he's sitting on his big throne and they've got those, um, they've got those, those bones hanging from the ceiling and it's like a walkway and it, it the music and it all just, it, it was all so fucking epic. And when I saw it, I said, oh, shit, M'Baku. I like M'Baku now. That's my type right there. So. I like Mbaku, and that, that scene was my favorite, and Miss Hannah Beachler won, because she did her damn job. Um, let's see, what else do I have? Paperboy and, Bur- and Bridesmaids. I have this written down because 
I am a nick- nickname fan. I-, I don't know that I addressed this properly on the things that I love, um, one or two, but nicknames is definitely something I love, and I have nicknames for everybody, especially if I don't know your real name. Um, it's easier for me to say Paperboy was up there with Bridesmaids, and most people will know that I mean, oh, Brian Henry from uh, Atlanta who plays the, the guy Paperboy in Bridesmaids. Who's in Bridesmaids? Oh, well, Melissa McCarthy, who is definitely the funniest, best person in the entire movie, right? So, but that might not be you guys connecting those dots. So, that's who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Brian Henry from Atlanta and Melissa McCarthy. And they came up there and they were dressed so ridiculous. I can't remember what they were actually doing actually i do know they were presenting i think the oscar for um best costumes i believe that's what that was for so so they did that and then of course my girl um ruth carter wins so that was dope um trying to think what else do i have here um jennifer hudson definitely performed um i i wrote down here some song dash not sure the movie right so i don't know what the song was and i don't know what the movie was that is clear from what i had just said just now but it was good in any case but i did turn because it got kind of yelly you know she kind of hollers a bit so i just kind of turned but it was shout out to her being on the oscars you know doing her thing that's what's up Uh, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, I have a, a different section for that because um, this movie definitely won Oscars that it definitely should have fucking won. Simple. Um, I told you guys already, this is a biopic about Queen, a rock band, right? So it is only fitting that they win Best Sound Editing and Best Sound Mixing. I mean, if anyone else won it, I'd have been confused because that's literally what the, the film was about. And... And it basically took you through how they made their their music, how they recorded, the different things that they did, the experimentation that happened in the studio, which is always amazing. Um, So they won for for those two best sound editing, sound mixing, and they also won for um, best editing, period, which I thought was dope. Um, And last, but certainly, certainly not least, my man Rami Malek. Um, he won for Best Actor. Best Actor, playing Mr. Freddie Mercury, uh, which was by far one of the best performances I've seen in some time by someone portraying an actual person that we know. Um, so I, I was ecstatic when he won, and he was so happy he won. Like, he was fighting back them tears, and you know how men are. They don't really do all that extra crying and stuff. So it's always touching to see that, that emotion. Um, that's dope. Um, good thoughts, good words, good deeds. So, I told you earlier, I've been kind of struggling with my own stuff, you know. Everybody's got stuff, you know. Just like the little raccoon says in Guardians of the Galaxy, everybody's got dead people, you know what I mean? So, everybody's got a problem, everybody's got something. Um, so, in the Bohemian Rhapsody song, the, the father of Freddie Mercury, who he's constantly, he, he's trying to impress his dad. He doesn't even know it. 
he doesn't even know it, but he's trying to impress his dad, and at the end of the film, you guys will see it, if you, if you do see it, he does impress his dad, his dad is extremely proud of him toward the end of the film, which is, which is great, um, but that's what his dad would say to him, you know, he'd be like, Freddy, good thoughts, good words, good deeds, that's all, if you do that in life, you're fine, you know, so, I'm definitely going to have to, I wrote it down specifically because I wanted to make sure that I could remember that and also just make it a mantra. I think it's important, you know, to, to be consistent about stuff and to say, you know, I know right now the shit's fucked. I know it's fucked right now, but I know I'm going to come out of this. I know that I have to go through the jungle because that's the only way out. I know that I have to be good. I have to be consistent. So, I appreciate that big time. Big time. Um, I have this written down lower, but I'm not sure why. Uh, but Wayne's World, Mike, and Dana. So, you know, the Oscars does this thing where the movie of the year, they have people throughout the night come out and do this little montage, like this little, you know, introduction of the film, and then they show like a very extended-ass trailer or an extended-ass, you know, movie review or something like that. And they brought out Mike Myers and Dana Carvey to do Bohemian Rhapsody, which... Again, if you listened to me before talk about this movie, I was so excited that uh, Mike Myers was even in the motherfucking movie because of him, Wayne's World, Wayne and Garth's dedication to Queen rock music and to specifically this Bohemian Rhapsody song. <laughs> so that was really cool. They came out, they did a little bit of Wayne and Garth, like a little bit of Wayne's World, which was really cool to see because some people are almost 60 you know what i'm saying like they almost 60 out here so it's like they still got it it's, it's kind of was, oh wow they still got it awesome you know that it was that kind of moment um so yeah i i love that part so i'm just gonna I cross that off because i got it underneath some other stuff i don't know why but it goes with only rap so um and mahershala ali so mahershala ali is my man from um First place I ever saw him, I think, okay, first place I saw him the first time was in Luke Cage. He played Cottonmouth. He was the first villain. Um, and Cottonmouth, unfortunately, met his demise by his cousin, Alfred Woodard. Um, but Cottonmouth was a phenomenal villain. He was a great guy. And, of course, he's extremely sexy. I, I love Mahershala. He's a tall, dark sip of water. Yeah, well, it's a sip because he's thin. Um, <laughs> but um, he won Best Supporting Actor for Green Book. Green Book is a film where um, a white gentleman is driving uh, Mr. Mahershala Ali around uh, in the deep south in the 60s, 50s and 60s probably. Um, obviously, if you know anything about our country's history... That was not a good time for black people to be traveling. So that's why she, he had uh, the white man with him to kind of combat racism, I would imagine. I haven't seen this film, and I'm not 100% interested in seeing it, but I am 100% proud of Mahershala racking up these goddamn Oscars every year. Um, but anyway, because last year he won for Moonlight, just in case y'all was confused. Um, so... Mahershala has two wins on the night, and I didn't even know this until after the fact, because I didn't even watch the second film that he was in that won 
an Oscar. Um, but so the Green Book, basically the Green Book was an actual book. It was a green book and it showed you where African Americans were welcome, what restaurants, what hotels, you know, what everything they were welcome at, you know what I'm saying? So that you could be a bit more safe as he was touring, you know, the U.S. because he was a, he was a, a, a famed musician, you know, a classical musician. Um, so yes. So, so I, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it. I'm not sure. There's a bit of controversy with the film because there was this idea of a white savior. Um, and I know a lot of people may not be familiar with this idea. But, I mean, think of all of the movies that have, like, inner city kids, poor kids, or anything like that. And then you have some person, could be a man or it could be a woman, um, think uh, Dangerous Minds, think... Um, uh, Fastball with Keanu Reeves. Think um, Bad News, Bad News Bears, not the old version, but the newer version. Even though it kind of doesn't mix because the old version wasn't really that dynamic. Um, but think, um, you know, any show, Sunset Park, any movie where um, the majority of kids are inner city kids or they're just they're black and brown and poor. You know, so so that doesn't just mean black and brown people. That means white people too, just poor, right? So there's there's a lot of different levels that we have, but whatever. So um, the idea was that oh, there was this white savior that had to come and save the day. You know, like oh, we couldn't save ourselves. Type. I don't feel that way per se. I've talked to many people who have seen the film and they had that opinion, but that is not one of my own. I I don't I don't know one way or the other. I do know that there are film blind the blind side was one too. The blind side was one too. So apparently the family of uh the musician who was portrayed by Mahershala Ali in this film was very upset because he, they claimed that they weren't friends. The two guys weren't friends. The the white guy did not turn the black guy on the fried chicken. You know, all of these things that they kind of put together in a film for it to be a a film, you know, for it to be whimsical or whatever, um, which was kind of the same thing that Michael Orr said. He's uh, the football player that The Blind Side was um, based off of. He was not pleased with a lot of the shit that they had in the movie because he was like, "Well, I didn't get, I didn't have to get with them to learn how to play football or learn how to do my position. I knew all of that stuff, you know." So they kind of. They kind of make the situation worse than it actually is in those films. I guess just to drive home the point that, oh, this is a bad situation. I don't know the rules. All I know is is that their family was extremely pissed off by the notion that these guys were friends and all that kind of stuff. So, having said all of that, um, shout out to Mahershala Ali for, for getting the win. Okay, shout to him. He's one of my favorite actors. He's he's very talented, and he was also in Enter. Uh, excuse me, Spider Man, Enter the Spider Verse. I keep messing that name up. Um, so um, that's an animated film. That film won Best Animated Film of the Year, um, which I thought was so dope. I was so excited because yet again, this is about a Spider Man who is a little brown boy. He's black and Puerto Rican. Okay, and. It just was fantastic. Now, obviously, if you see the movie, it's not just about Miles Morales. It's about all the different Spider-Mans. It's about the universes, all of this cool stuff. It's really great. But, I mean, he is definitely the the hero in the entire film. So, let's not get it twisted. Um, But I love the film. The film was great. Um, I'm not a big animated film person. um, But, at the same time, I really should have been more on board with this film than I was initially. Um, 
truly I don't even know why I didn't think that this was the move I think I think the problem was that it came out or the buzz started after like Avengers had had not come out so so last year was so Marvel heavy I wasn't even interested in, in Spider-Man and I didn't even see the new Spider-Man with that new kid Spider-Man Homecoming I haven't even seen that because um, I was just so not interested but so after Black Panther, after the Avengers Infinity Stones, and then after um, Ant-Man Wasp that came out August of last year, then they came on through with, oh, we got a new Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and it's in an animated film, and the Spider-Man is a little black kid. What? You know? So I was like, ho, 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 what? But I didn't give it the energy that I probably should have. Uh, and I was not even aware that there were so many different versions of Spider-Man. I did not know that the Spider-Mans that you were actually going to see in the film have their own comic books, have their own series. Like, I don't know about that kind of shit. Um, but it made me more interested in Spider-Man. Um, and shout out to Stan Lee, because he definitely was in the movie. So, we love Stan Lee, yo. Rest in peace, my guy. Um... So yeah, so yeah, it's extremely dope. I recommend you check out both Green Book and Enter the Spider-Man, or Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse, even though I haven't seen Green Book, because, I mean, you might have a different opinion. It might be good for you, I don't know. Um, okay, and then last, but certainly not least, alright, it's just a few things here, few, few, few remarks here that I want to end on. Spike motherfucking Lee. Okay? Spike Lee won for best screenplay or adapted screenplay for his film Black Klansman. I have a co-worker who constantly telling me I need to watch this film. I will watch this film along with If Beale Street Could Talk and along with um that's it because I saw all the other movies I wanted to see. Um <laughs> but um yeah, I was extremely happy, but it, I wasn't happy because, oh, the film, da, da, da. no. I'm happy because I'm 35 years old, and ever since I have been able to be up and watch films and understand what's going on, I watched Do the Right Thing, and that man should have been fucking nominated and should have fucking won for Do the Right Thing. If you go back and watch Do the Right Thing right now, that movie was so intense. It was so hot. And I don't mean hot as in sexy or anything like that. It was just so hot. The times were so thick um it just it was just so ugh. even even in the film it was hot because it was the summer and it was the summertime in new york and you know it was just it was just hot but it just was so i i want to even use the term loud but not in a conventional sense because when i say loud as it pertains to this film it <sighs> It, it was heavy. It was so heavy on so many levels, and it spoke volumes. And it, and even even the silent parts or the quiet parts were so loud and deafening. But there were tons of loud parts. Um, so shout out to Spike Lee for being there. Shout out for him winning it. Shout out for him wearing the love hate um, knuckle rings that Radio Raheem won and do the right thing. Shout out to that. Shout out to him having his speech about how everybody needs to get their shit together and understand that we have to vote next year. So pay attention to what's going on. You know, shout out to that. Um, of course, your president definitely had uh, he took issue with the fact that spike lee had that to say but i mean we really don't give a shit what he says so it's fine um 
But yeah, um, so shout out to Spike Lee, and then shout out one last time to Black Panther, because they won Best Score. And if, 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 if you saw Black Panther in the movie theater, okay, there's a part in Black Panther, and you know I already have tons and tons of different little areas where the, the score was amazing, but there was one part in particular where this score was so amazing. It was the part where they have, we've met Black Panther, we've met Nakia, we've met, we've seen Black Panther in action, they are now en route back to Wakanda, and when the general goes, my king, we are here, right, (laughs) we are home, okay, when she says that, bruh, like, they show Wakanda, and it's beautiful countryside. It's Africa. Fuck. It's beautiful countryside. You know, fucking goats and fucking winds blowing. And oh my god. It's like, I just need to be there right now. And I know it's not even a real place. Um, but I still should be over there in Africa anyway, just to visit at least. Vacation. Anyway. Um, but at that very moment, the music stops. And it's almost like a Lion King moment when. Um, when the song or the singing starts and then all of the animals like look up and it's like what's going on nah that's exactly how it was I was so full when I was in the movie theater at that very moment and the score does that to you yes the visual everything but the score is what connects the visual to your actual brain in my in my book now other people might disagree but from my view that score in your audio is the most important shit in the entire film and my man definitely won that. And shout out to me. I don't have a clue what his name is. Okay. Uh, so let's give me a quick second. Alright. I definitely have the score uh, saved. I listened to the score and I listened to the um, the actual soundtrack itself uh, for Black Panther. And the Black Panther uh, score was done by Mr. Ludwig uh, Goranson. I tried it. Hopefully I, I did it right. His last name, that is. Um, but Mr. Ludwig came through. He, he looked like a little dirty hippie, bless his heart. He had his little hair and he had a little suit on. And he came up there, got his award, and dipped right on out. Dipped right on out, you know? And um, it was just, was that. that's what's up. You know, I would have loved... Um, I would have loved if it was um, anyone, tons of people do scores and do music editing for, you know, some of our favorite TV shows and movies. Um, my favorite um, person of color who does this on a regular basis is the RZA, the RZA from um, Wu-Tang. He did the music, he was the music editor, and the um, and he scored um, uh, Kill Bill 1 and 2 for Quentin Tarantino. Um, and he did another film too. I can't remember what it was called, but it was some kind of kung fu thing. It was it was dope. But he he did the the movie the music for that too. So he's really good at it. Michelle and Deggy Ocello, she does music editing a lot for um, TV. She's worked with Ava uh, Duvernay a lot. She worked on the first and maybe the second season of Queen Sugar, I believe. Um, so it's just you know, lots of people of color are really great at it. But at the same time, as it pertains to music. I don't I don't feel that way because I feel like it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what you look like, musically speaking, we'll always be able to vibe 
if you're a producer, I'm a producer. If you can put music together, I can put music together, I can listen, I can vibe, I can understand what you're talking about through music. So, I was very happy about that. And, I mean, Black Panther needed to get all the wins they can, they can get, because, I mean, they, and they did. And they did. Um, and then, uh, the very last award went to Movie of the Year, which I was really excited. I really wanted it to be Bohemian Rhapsody, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I would have been extremely shocked yet pleasantly surprised if Black Panther had won, but I knew that that wasn't going to happen. Um, and they gave it to Green Book. They gave it to Green Book, which again sparked the controversy that I kind of alluded to earlier, you know, of the film and how, you know, they were so, the Oscars was so forward, so, so diverse, so, um, so great for people of color, women of color, and then just women in general, too, okay? Because there was, like, documentaries, there was a documentary about periods that won. I was elated for those ladies, because, <laughs> can you imagine? Like, that is the most devastating time of the month for every woman. Yeah, it needs to be a documentary. Hell yeah, 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 I need to give them awards for that shit. They probably was on their period when they recorded it. Anyway, I'm not doing this. Um, so... <laughs> Um, also, there's a movie called Roma that was a Netflix, Netflix film, and uh, this was like the first time a Netflix film had been nominated for Oscars and won. Um, Roma won big on different things. I think it won on another screenplay. Um, I think it won like the main screenplay um, award. It won. Damn, I wish I wrote that down. I definitely didn't um, because it wasn't my main concern. But they definitely. Um, cleaned up and Roma is about a Mexican um, immigrant who was a cleaning lady and I'm here to tell you I told this to my boss we were talking about this the other day I'm like but nobody ever talks about Mexican women not ever name one Mexican woman that people talk about on a regular basis I'll fucking wait you know what I'm saying so I'm just so excited that everybody was included it's awesome to be included and it's dope to be inclusive so hopefully this continues. This trend is not just a trend. Hopefully it's a, a change at this point. Um, so that's all I have for the Oscars. Oscars was dope um, this year simply because the main people that I liked and wanted to win won. And, you know, there's that. There is that. Um, so let's see what I have for the week. The week itself, I don't have too, too much stuff. Um, so, <laughs> when, when I wrote this down, this information had just kind of come out. This was the, this is R. Kelly. R. Kelly shit is out of control. It's stankin', it's gross, it's ridiculous, and it's out of control. You know, I already addressed this R. Kelly bastard back in January with this, um, surviving R. Kelly. I've already told you guys how I've been stopped fucking with R. Kelly. I've been stopped enjoying his music. I've been stopped listening to it because it, I, I can't, I cannot reconcile in my head, and I know a lot of adults have been able to do this, but I cannot reconcile in my head that that man married a 15-year-old girl and had someone forge her age to 18. I just can't reconcile that. And that is the first thing I can't reconcile. It's not, that's not the only thing I can't reconcile, but I can't reconcile that part. And then you people have the audacity to continue to allow him to 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 be a part of your world musically 
You see, I, I can't reconcile that part. I can't reconcile the fact that he had sex with a clearly underage young lady on a sex tape. What was that, 1997? I remember that you could buy that in, like, gas stations. Can you imagine buying child porn in gas stations in today's day? <laughs> what the whole, whole entire fuck? So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, because that's what it is. It's child porn, you know? It doesn't matter if R. Kelly's in it. He's a fucking perv. So, there's that. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot going on here. There's a lot going on here. Um, so, basically, I'll just give a quick rundown. They have arrested R. Kelly, and I think he's been charged at this point. Um, I don't know, seven or so, ten counts. I, I don't know. I, I forgot the number at this point. Um, but they have him on child pornography. They have him with, um, of course, child molestation charges. Um, they have a new sex tape where the young lady is saying that she is 14. She's naked. She's, they're doing what they're doing. She's 14. He, he's saying, hey, bring that 14-year-old uh, over here. And I'm like, hold on. And I, obviously, I have not watched this. Okay, so this is all second-hand information. Okay, because I refuse to watch it. I shouldn't have never watched the first sex tape. I should have never watched it because I think I was pretty much the same age as that young lady. Okay, so um, yeah, yeah, I, it's it's really disgusting. And some, uh, and they set his bail for a million dollars. Some chick who's a fan or a friend, I can't determine which one could be both. Um, she paid the hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Because he apparently didn't have the money, alright, um, to pay his 10% to get the hell out of jail. So someone paid that for him, and literally two days later, he got arrested again for child support. Because he hadn't been paying that child support either. Well, he owed $161,000 in child support. You know he couldn't pay that if he couldn't pay $100,000 to get out of jail. So they put his ass right back in jail. And then somehow, magically, that $161,000 got paid, and then he got his ass out of jail. R. Kelly's full of shit. And he is shit. End of fucking story. Alright? <sighs> God. I can read my spirit just now. Um, so, yeah. The next thing I have is kind of sad. It's kind of on the downside. I don't even understand why this even had to come out. Or why this is actually happening in real life. But Alex Trebek, he, he, he made a little announcement. My man has been diagnosed with stage 4 pancreatic cancer. Jesus, be offense. I said, not Alex Trebek! I said, not Alex Trebek, Jesus! I've been watching Jeopardy since I was a child. He's been on there since I was a child. Simple. He, I, I'm 35. He's been on there for 30-some years. <laughs> so, as long as I've been watching TV, this man has been on there talking about Jeopardy. Um, so it's very sad. And I just pray, you know, he's he's got money, but, you know, the stages are very tough. And, you know, I work in oncology and, you know, the staging is tough. Um, my dad was a stage, I think, maybe one or two when he had prostate cancer. My mother was a stage um, two to three with breast cancer. And the both of them came through it had their surgeries, had their chemo, um, radiation, did everything they were supposed to do, came through it with colors. My mom is celebrating currently, um, she's currently celebrating, um, tomorrow, wow, wow, March 15th will be seven years 
Is that right? No, six. Six years cancer-free. So that's what it'll be tomorrow. I'm super excited about that. I don't even know how I let this day creep up on me. But uh, it's a huge thing because I thought I was going to lose my mother. I did. I was terrified. I I did not know how I was going to function in this world. Because I thought I was going to lose her. So, so, yeah, so that's what's going on with uh, Alex Trebek. So, you know, we, we will definitely pray that he gets the treatment and everything. But, you know, like I said, that staging can be extremely tricky. And, um, and I have something written down up underneath Alex Trebek's name. And it's something I'd like to tell a lot of my friends who are told lots of horrible things, horrific things, even terrible things. I mean, fantastic things from doctors. Because, you know... You know, doctors are doctors. They're people just like me and you, and they went to school, and they have a theory. They have seen things that we haven't seen, but they have a knowledge that we don't have, yeah? But, I mean, at the end of the day, they actually don't know anything. They don't know everything. I won't say they don't know anything, but they don't know everything. You know what I'm saying? I've got tons of examples. Um, I think think, uh, one of my friends confided in me that they were not going to be able, the doctor said, hey, they're not going to be able to have kids. And, you know, I don't even know when that was, but I think the oldest is 13 now, so three kids later, here she is. You know what I mean? Um, it's just, it's so many different things. It's so many different things. They told me in August that my daddy was going to go on hospice and that he'd be dead by October. You know what I'm saying? It's motherfucking March. Them doctors don't know shit. You know what I'm saying? So, I I want to believe that Alex Trebek will be okay. I will pray that he has a support system and that he's able to pull through. I pray that that's the case. Um, truly. Um, so, I'm going to go ahead and leave that there. <laughs> um, let's see what else I have. I thought I was going to do a Captain Marvel review, and maybe I will do that separately. I think I'll do that separately, so I'm not even going to touch on Captain Marvel right now. And, um, I, I told y'all, I think, in February that I couldn't process Jussie Smollett stuff until March. I can't process this Michael Jackson shit until August. I'm sorry. I'm not even going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. I, I just refuse to understand. You know, and Wade Robson, you know? Wade Robson, sir, you, I, oh shit, he, ooh, Wade, I just don't believe Wade, I'm sorry, and I know there's another guy involved, and I know that they're both saying the same thing, and having the same types of stories, and, you know, here's the deal, I mean, if this was anyone else, maybe I'm like, well, they got the same stories, but I'm also gonna look at the same part that makes me not believe them. You guys sat up on the stand, you sat up on the stand, and you definitely told the court, in the court of law, you stated that Michael Jackson did absolutely nothing to you, ever. Ever. Um, there's been countless people that have come out. I think they tried to include Aaron Carter, um, you know, Nick Carter's little brother, um, in this. Aaron Carter came through and was like, yo, that shit did not happen to me. And I'm bugged out that you would even say that. He's mad at Wade, too. Because he's just like, all you've ever done is ever defended Michael. All you've ever done is said how much this man has helped you. And I know how much he's helped you in your life. And this is how you're going to repay this man in his death? So, I mean, it's a lot of different ways to look at this shit. And... I'm just not prepared. I'm not prepared. So, I mean, I'll talk to y'all in August. 
Okay. Um, let's see. Anything else that I have? No. I think I'll touch on the rest of this stuff in the Solange and 2 Change review because I have broken that out. I did have on here about the Kardashian shenanigans with Jordan Woods and shit. I'll talk about that another time. Um, and it probably won't even be news by the time I do want to talk about it. So I guess, let me give it just a little bit of energy. The Kardashians have lost their fucking mind if they thought for one second a kid that is, uh, almost adopted into Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith's family was going to be fucked with. Y'all out of y'all fucking mind. Okay? Don't you dare blame this young lady who's 21 years of age. Uh, don't blame her for the breakdown in your relationship with your cheating ass, dog and ass, sorry, no basketball playing ass, Tristan Thompson ass, motherfucking baby daddy. Okay? Don't do this. Don't do this, ma'am. Ma'am, don't do this. And here's the deal. You couldn't have been, even if you weren't a, Kar- a Kardashian, even if you weren't a Kardashian, I'm still going to tell you the same. Good God, girl, get a grip okay please okay because when you when the baby was in route he was cheating on you when you had just had the baby he was cheating on you december he was cheating on you okay listen listen you deal with that bastard don't be trying to take down this young lady now i know this girl is friends with your sister and you know her as like a little sister and all that but guess what man guess what Nobody cares. Nobody cares. And I am inclined to believe this young lady that there was just a kiss and she dipped out of there and that's all it was. Now, I've heard from different sources. Um, and don't don't mistake me for talking to anybody that knows anything about this. I've listened to the same types of shit that y'all listen to. And these people who have been at these parties have said that that's a lie and that Jordan and Tristan have been hooking up for months, right? I do not care. I do not care, okay? Because, Chloe, you should have shut the shit down from jump. You should have shut it down from jump. You, you don't need him. You don't need him. He's bringing no value to your life. The only thing he's brought to your life that's worth anything is your baby girl. So focus on your child and stop being a child. Focus on your child and stop being a child, okay? Grow the fuck up, bitch. So, that's all I got. Last but not least, I have the DNC written up here, the Democratic National Convention, I don't know, D- Democrats running for president, there we go. Um, uh, Bernie, we got Bernie Sanders, of course, he's leading the way, Kamala Harris is doing her thing, Warren, um, Elizabeth Warren, excuse me, and then Cory Booker are the main ones that are right now running. I think recently, I think yesterday, Beto said he was going to run the fella from um, Texas who almost beat Ted Cruz um, in November, almost. Uh, excuse me, not Ted Cruz, somebody else. I, let's roll with Ted Cruz for right now, because fuck it. Um, but yeah, they... Uh, so you know it's a lot of lot of hands hands in the pot so we'll see between now and next year this time or maybe next summer in 2020 you know who's really going to you know step up there's another lady I, I don't know her name but she's she's talking about reparations for black people and she's talking she's talking shit that black people would like to hear but realistically speaking we don't know how this could work and how this could, could happen so we, we have to see about that we have to pay attention to a lot of what these people are saying because i mean if you're not a Demo- if you're not a republican um then you know you have to be very careful where you're going to put your vote because it's it's not 
it's really not about these parties. It's really about the people in the in the views and what the fuck can get us out of the bullshit that we're in right now. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. We'll see. We'll stay. We'll stay tuned and see see who uh, rises to the top and who just starts to fall because you know that's gonna start to happen. Um, but okay, okay, guys. That so that is literally it. I don't have anything else for you. This is a cool hour and three minutes, and it'll be over that in a minute. Um, and I hope that. This, this episode finds you um, in good health. I hope everybody's doing well. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and say that you guys can send me topics and questions and anything that you want to send me. Um, feel free to send me anything via Instagram. Um, you can DM me. Um, prefer if you guys would go ahead and do it on the Millspeaks. At Millspeaks is the um, handle for Instagram. At uh, Mills Virgo on Twitter. I'm there. Um, I'm also on Facebook under J Mills Productions because um, at one point in time I was trying to be a music producer, and who knows that could still very much be in the in the pipe. Um, who knows? You never know because the Lord is good. Um, but yeah, so J Mills Productions is there, and then of course, um, if you guys go to Instagram and click on the profile, I've got a link in the bio for Linktree that has all of the platforms that I am available on to be heard. Um, so, I hope that you guys have a great rest of your day, great weekend, enjoy this fucking weather if you're where I'm at, um, and I will holla at y'all later. Bring the beat up! Stay sick cause I follow my gut. They say I was pushing my luck. I'ma push me a mat all black truck. Oh, I'm not sorry. Stay sick cause I follow my gut. They say I was pushing my luck. I'ma push me a all black truck.